Oh, oh, oh. Go grab your bat. It's the queen of stats. KT Sharp. Is that the intro song? That's it. It should be. Welcome to Sharp Steps, episode 495, the last week of the Yankees regular season here in 2020. Katie Sharp, the queen of stats, joins us as always to make us that much smarter of Yankee fans. Jake, how are you doing? I'll start with you before we get to the guest of honor. Wow. Oh, host of honor. Yeah, well, quick, be brief, Jake. Oh, oh, ah, blew it, blew it. Uh, Katie, how are you doing? Oh, all right, I'm just gonna take over right now. Um, (laughs) I'm doing good, like you guys said. It is crazy to think that when people are listening to this, we'll have one more series left in the regular season. Um, and then it's you know, it's off to the playoffs, it's it's madness. Um, you know, obviously the whole you'll obviously you just kind of feel like the season started, but now obviously it's over. And and then also like just the fact that there are so many other sports being played now at the same time is just madness. I mean, you guys know I'm just a huge fo- sports fan. Kind of try and watch as many as possible. And um, it's just it's really crazy right now to think a couple months ago we were, you know, drowning in Netflix and um and whatnot, and now we just can't get enough sports. So, I'm ready though. I'm I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm definitely ready for the playoffs. Are you nervous at all? Are you nervous about the Yanks losing the opening three game set? Because I hey, yeah. I mean, how can you not be nervous? I mean, it's 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 a three game series. Anything can happen. I mean, we've seen this 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 team. We've seen be you know, the number one team in baseball, and we see them be probably like one of the worst teams in baseball. Um, that's just the way it's been this season for, for the Yankees, but also for a lot of other teams. Um, we've talked about that before. And, um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you can't be confident, I think, in anything right now. I think maybe the Dodgers can, are the only team that can kind of feel like, hey, you know, we got a good shot. But, I mean, what if they, what if they you know, have to play the Reds in the first, in the first round, in that wild card round? You know, you got Trevor Bauer, you know, Luis Castillo in there. That's two games and you're done, you know? So. Never mind stud pitcher Sonny Gray. <laughs> we won't talk about him. Um, yeah, and oh, it's yeah. Uh, Katie almost on the the same thought, but, you know, flipping the coin over. The Dodgers feel great and they probably have the scariest. The three-game set yeah. will be the scariest for them because it, it can all be for naught. And, yeah, it's just – so many weird emotions because this season has been so draining in a way. And then it's also this weird parallel of like, wait, we normally do a hundred plus more of these in the regular season. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's a lot of weird emotions. The the seasons are starting to change in the Northeast and it's, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to feel that pit in the stomach until game one if the Yankees were to go down if, if the Yankees oh. were to go down again on cold day I would be uh that's I'd, I'd be dark that's fantastic wow you're putting yourself out there three yeah. games I got three and we paid that guy a lot of shekels to go do it so I can get a pit in my stomach as soon as I think about that a three game series is crazy and the bats haven't beat a good pitcher yet, which was the main thing I wanted to ask you about, Katie, when you said, what do you want to talk about? I said, I want to hear about the how the Yankees have done against good pitching this season. But first, let's do a little update on the pitching because we talked about that last episode and some more things have transpired. So what do we got on the Yankees pitching uh, to kind of, you know, put the cap on uh, the end of that discussion? Yeah, so just kind of an update from what we talked about last week, if you guys remember, um, with the new with the new uh, playoff format, obviously pitching depth comes into to play a lot more. So we looked at um, how the Yankees stepped up, stacked up in terms of teams with starters um, that had a te- 110 ERA plus or better. So that's the adjusted ERA metric, where 100 is league average, and obviously anything above it is better than league average. So slightly, you know, a little bit better than league average starters. 
Um, and at the time we talked last week, the Yankees did have four. Uh, unfortunately, um, our godson, uh, Davey, mm. is not at 110 ERA plus right now. And he probably, even with one more start, will not be able to get there. Um, unless he kind of shoves it and does like, I think it's eight or nine, or he has to do like seven or eight shutout innings maybe uh, to get there. Um, so we do have, there are three for the Yankees, um, those types of starters. Uh, unfortunately, that does not stack up well with the potential playoff teams here. We're going to kind of limit it to just talking about the Twins and the White Sox today. Um, those are, looks like the two most likely teams that we'll be playing. Um the Twins have four of those types of those starters, and one actually, um, our best friend, our Randy Dobnak, is right below that at 108. So Twins are essentially four or five. The White Sox have four solid guys in that range as well. So in a three-game series, you know, you probably only need, you know, you need three at least. But having that fourth, I think, definitely gives them the advantage because in that third game, what it could it's going to be all hands on deck. And if you need to have, like, two piggyback starters, that's where the Yankees will come up short. I and mean, we'll talk about the relievers in a minute. But that's where the Twins and the White Sox also have that advantage um, for the starting pitching depth of the, uh, for the series. Uh, now in terms of relievers... It's not even. It's not looking good for the Yankees there either. We talked about the number of relievers within a 110 ERA plus, um, and I looked at guys with 10 or more innings. And now I'm not as confident in the other teams because I didn't really. I mean, I looked at their rosters, but I didn't go into the weeds of like, you know, if this guy has hasn't pitched, you know, in like two weeks because he's a, he's in the doghouse or something like that. Um, but I assumed that all the guys that I looked at were kind of their regular relievers. So the Twins have seven of these relievers. Their reliever depth is really impressive, um, which was something I, did, I wasn't aware of until I kind of started looking at the numbers. Um, and the White Sox have five, uh, which is the same as the Yankees. So in terms of the pitching, you know, just really quickly – it looks like they, you know, obviously, and I think it, a lot of people probably knew this, they don't stack up as well as both the Twins and the White Sox. Um, so that is something to be concerned about, I think, you know, when we're looking at it. Um, there are other things, you know, that we'll get to a little bit later that will be a Yankees advantage. But just in terms of the pitching, um, uh, the, the depth is, is definitely less than the other teams. Where are the Yankees five? Um, it's, it's not Holder anymore, unfortunately. I'm really sorry about that. Like, I know it's the Queen of Stats, James. Not your so. fault. It's We're not, not talking fault. any specific players today. So, <laughs> 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 no, I got to know you guys. Um, it is uh, Chad Green, uh, Loisega, um, Sessa, Britton, and Chapman. That was five, right? Yeah. Green, Luizaga, Sessa, Britton, Chapman are the five. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, I don't. Mm. I, if, I mean, Chapman barrel. I mean, Chapman has like nine and two thirds innings, but I included yeah. him just because. They need to get him some some run. Like he needs to pitch. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like the fact that he's at, and I don't even remember. Like the last time he pitched must have been, gosh, sometime in the. Was it even this week? I don't, he didn't pitch in the first two games of the series, did he? No. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was yeah. in the Anyways. Red Sox first extra inning game, but I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, so the Yankees, the pitching definitely could be better. Um, and I didn't really want to look at, you know, total aggregate pitching stats for the entire staff because it's such a short series. It's really matchup dependent. Um, you know, you only your best guys are going to go in this three game series. So, um, but you know, one thing that I did, you know, kind of moving on, I guess, to the, the bats. So we, we talked a lot about the pitching last week. So this week I figured that we would talk about the bats and the base running and the defense, um, so kind of just looking at the bats, there's, there's, there's one thing I do want to get out there um, before, before we start talking. And these are just like 
these things that really annoy me on Twitter. So I'm just going on my soapbox yes. for a minute here. Go the off, fact queen. That, okay, so the fact that the Yankees are basically all they do is strike out and that they can't hit with runners in scoring position. So these are the facts, okay? The yeah. Yankees are 10th in strikeout percentage. That's 10th lowest, okay? That's in the majors. And they're actually third best in the American League, okay? So there's one. They're the Yankees third don't strike best out a lot. in yes. the American League at not striking out? At not striking out, yes. Serving bugs. Okay? Yes, Gary Sanchez strikes out a lot, but that's the exception kind of on this team. Um, the, mat, the, the truth is that the Yankees actually have the best um, walk-to-strikeout ratio of any team in the majors. So one of the highest walk rates and one of the, you know, 10 lowest, one of the lower, one of the lower strikeout rates. So that is, you know, it's a crude measure of plate discipline, but there you go. The Yankees are the best at that. Um, the other thing with hit is hitting with runners in scoring position. Okay. So yes, the Yankees are, are 10th in batting average. Okay. But what I want I mean, what we should be really focusing on is their total production, right? Just keep the line moving. Keep it going. Walks, singles, home runs, triples. I mean, home runs are better than singles when you have runners in scoring position. Triples are better than doubles are better than singles. So if you look at total offensive production, and the stat that I like to look at is weighted runs created plus. And I think you guys have, we've mentioned it on this, it's basically looks at strikes, strikeouts, walks, and then all the types of hits, and it weights the hits according to basically how many runs they usually typically create. So a single, a triple is better than a double. A double is better than a single. But it's not, like, twice as good. You know what I mean? So hopefully people understand that. If not, they can check it out on Fangraphs. has a really good explainer. The Yankees are fourth in the majors in weighted runs created plus uh, with runners in scoring position. They're the best in the American League. They're also fourth in OPS and fourth in on-base percentage and the best in the American League in both of those categories with runners in scoring position. Um, and these numbers are not just inflated by what we did um, last night on Tuesday night. You know, um, this I looked these up actually before Tuesday. So uh, it just reaffirms that, you know, batting average isn't the only thing you should be looking at with runners in scoring position, I think. I mean, it's it's good, but... There are a lot of other things, and the Yankees are actually good at hitting with runners in scoring position. Mm. Okay, hey, you you served a full dish there. We got to digest for a minute. So the Yankees are actually pretty good, if not great, at not striking out. I mean, you mentioned Gary Sanchez as kind of the major outlier right now, and of recently, we've obviously seen a change in Gary's game. I think he's cut his strikeouts in half over yeah, these past two absolutely. weeks since he's been figuring it out. So uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, that's that's really impressive, especially with the the kind of power uh, the Yankees lineup does provide. I mean, that's uh, that's interesting. And yeah, the the runners in scoring position, uh, Katie. I I respect you standing up to the guard. That's something that everybody is always going to fight because you never measure it against another team. And I, I'm glad that you are because that shows that the Yankees are are doing well at it. Um, but it, it's just so funny to see it. And I, I, I've given up on the battle. I, I think every fan base just assumes their team sucks with runners yes. in scoring position. Um, and it's uh, it's. It, I was going to say it's a pandemic, but there's a literal pandemic. So maybe, maybe it's like the that. easiest way to out a new fan, like a new diehard fan. Honestly, someone constantly yeah. says our team sucks with runners in scoring position. It's almost like, okay, you've been rooting. Watching a, for you've been an everyday <laughs> fan for about a season. Awesome. And I don't like gatekeeping fandom. But it, it like it is one of the earliest tiers of complaints you can have. It's the how's the weather of talking to strangers. Our team sucks with runners in scoring position. I like that analogy. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely. 
Oh, we got more of those coming, Katie. And then I, I think going back a, a little further before we continue on, you know, we did a, a a little dive there into the Twins, and we'll we'll see if we'll see if they're still there. You know, they're battling with the White Sox now. Um, uh, Jimmy, you've been saying this, and I, I've actually seen Yankees Twitter be pretty good about it. You know, there's there's a little bit of a Yankees twin stigma. Um, the Yankees have dominated the Twins in recent years. <laughs> This Twins team is really good. Uh, the lineup's been there for a couple years now. You know a lot of the names. Nelson Cruz, I mean, Miguel Sano, Kepler got off to a bad start. He's going. Buxton is doing special stuff. He's been like a bonus piece for them mm -hmm. as they go. Uh, the pitching is really interesting, and I, I wonder if it was talking Twins, how how they look at things, because I do think they've improved their starting pitching. Um you know, uh, Maeda has come over and he's been incredible. He's got a lot of playoff experience too. Uh, I, I think that does change the outlook for them. Uh, the bullpen is really interesting because that that's where it turns into an on paper thing. Like Araldis Chapman clearly hasn't gotten going this season. Um, I mean, his stats actually look okay. Um, but you know, they're, they're probably going to use them, <laughs> you know, every every other day the last three games before the end of the season and then assume he's Araldis Chapman and knock on wood so will we um I, I'll still be interesting and it it would it stood out last playoffs because you mentioned the depth of the twins bullpen but the impact pieces back there um I, I don't know just going back to last year's playoff series it just felt like they didn't have the they didn't have the Chapman. They didn't have the Chad Green that can come in and say this inning is over. And, you know, it, the the stats are there. I'm interested to see what it looks like come the actual three-game playoff series. Yeah, it is interesting because, I mean, a lot of these guys are not – I mean, they have the, probably the most well-known guy in their bullpen is Sergio Romo. And the guy is what, like – I mean, yeah, he's, I'm looking at it. He's 37 right now. I mean – He's doing fantastic. I mean, he's having a fa another fantastic season. But and then you also look at, you know, their closer like it's Taylor Rogers. I mean, it's not it's not a guy like Araldis Chapman. If they don't have that, you know, flamethrowing guy in the bullpen that just is like strikeout 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 possibility for strikeout strikeout strikeout, you know. Um yep. which is true. Um but I, you definitely have to say that they improved their starting pitching. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah. And they're, they're power pitchers now, right? They're strikeout guys. That was always the thing when we played the Twins, you know, back in the, you know, the early 2000s or, or whatnot, 2000s. Um, those guys were just like, they were just filling up the zone. They were aggressive pitchers. They filled up the zone. They didn't walk people, but they just kind of did that, and that was a really good matchup for those Yankee power teams. Um, and so, but I think that, you know, it's definitely, these are different twins, twins teams. So uh, I don't think that, you know, we can assume that, you know, the history is going to repeat itself. So, but, um, but yeah, definitely uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting matchups. Hmm. Yeah, I don't believe in this Yankees so, team as much as I believed in last year's. So then it's me just, I have a pretty big wall up. Um, and most of it is this Yankees team. We've got the death lineup back a couple times here, Katie. And uh, mm -hmm. they've been shut down by a pitcher who looks good on a night. Like Martin Perez looked good. He shut the Yankees down. Um who pitched for the Blue Jays in game one? Blanken. Uh, blanking. Uh, Anderson? Uh, no, it was the other guy, the guy who was on the IL. Shoemaker. What? Shoemaker. 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 Yeah. He was the down. opener, right? So I want to know, know how they fare, either individually or as a team. I don't know how you pulled the numbers, but. I still am weary of this team up against premier pitching. Well, it was it was really tough to pull these numbers. Um, I'll be honest because I looked at the best pitching teams in the in the league in terms of like ERA, FIP, <clears throat> and in terms of ERA, the, there's only one team that the Yankees have faced that is in the top ten in ERA this season. The Rays, and that was the Rays. All the other teams that we have faced. 
you know, are, are flawed. And so I just, I didn't really have enough time to really dig into like, look at individual pictures and, and whatnot. But I mean, what the fact is, the thing, what kind of my intuition is, is that these guys, a lot of the guys that had great games against us were almost like these are their best games of their season types of things, you know, um, or we're seeing guys for the first time a lot, um, which is a concern because, I mean, we've seen, we're not, we have never seen any of the White Sox or the Twins pitchers this season, right? Um, and we've seen them in the past, but as we know, you know, there's a lot, there's a big difference between, um, you know, Lucas Giolito this year and Lucas Giolito last year, even if we saw him, and I don't even know if we did. Um, but a guy like a Jose Barrios, I looked at that, we have not seen him since 2018. Uh, Kenta Maeda never pitched against the Yankees. Um, so it's going to be, I think that that is kind of one of the big worries is that the, the instinct is that we have not done as well against, you know, pitchers that we haven't seen. I didn't have, was not able to get into the numbers because it just didn't have enough time without some of the other stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is the Yankees probably among these three teams are the most well-rounded offensive team in terms of hitting. Um, the White Sox are probably their closest um, competitor. They're actually tied in home runs right now and basically tied in weighted runs created plus overall. Um, the, way, the White Sox have a little bit of a higher batting average, but the Yankees have a higher OBP. So it kind of um, balances out there. They're both very high in slugging. Um, the Twins, on the other hand, are – if you want to say that there's a home or a bus team, that would be the Twins. Um, they are pretty close to the Yankees in home runs, but they have a much lower on-base percentage, a much lower batting average, and they don't really hit any doubles either. So they're basically they're slugging at, their slugging is actually very average. Um, they strike out a lot, have very low walk rate. Um, so I mean, I think the Yankees, in terms of offense, match up pretty well against the Twins. The White Sox are a concern again, though, because they are very very similar profile uh, to the Yankees. If we're looking at just just pure offense. That's it. Such a so, wild year. It's such a wild year. I mean, just thinking about how different the mindset game to game goes between facing these two teams. You know, we haven't said the name Lucas Giolito yet, who's the the White Sox one, and he's done some very impressive stuff the past couple of years, but we also haven't um, you know, he I don't know if he's pitched in a playoffs. I'd have to check that out. I don't think so. Um, and then it's almost funny because they have Keiko behind them, who for years kind of tormented the Yankees. And with how bad the Yankees have been against lefties this year, I mean, Keiko seems like an absolute nightmare. That seems like that seems like a <laughs> we talked about droopy shoulders a couple times. I would come into that game with droopy shoulders. <laughs> so um, it's it's crazy to think about. And then at the same time, I look at the White Sox bullpen. And I mean, Alex Colome is, is probably a name that a lot of baseball fans yeah. are familiar with, who's having a very nice year, but he's also known as a closer that doesn't really have the most clean innings. And then after that, you know, a lot of these guys are deep cut baseball guys, not not supposed to be a shot fired at them, um, but it, it's just honest. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it just it all spins back to kind of the generic 2020. Everyone's saying like. Uh, I don't know. I, I it's it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. It's hard to even wrap your mind around. Yeah, this is definitely the hardest. I think the hardest season that I, that I've had in terms of in trying to compare teams, simply because there are no comparisons to make because of the stratified schedules. I mean, you're only playing. I mean, we're you're only playing you know, a handful of of teams. Um, like I said, like I looked at the best pitching teams. We have only faced one team that ranks in the top 10 in ERA this season. Um, so how do you compare? Um, it's really hard. Like there's a stat came out the other day that says Jacob DeGrom, 100% of his games have come against top 60 offenses. While in the central, all the great pitchers, Bauer, Bieber. Right. I mean, pitchers. <laughs> They haven't faced good offenses. Well, it's like chicken or the egg. Like, 
Are there so is many good pitchers fit? in the central because the offenses are weak or are the offense is weak because there's so many good pitchers, but the, the Yankees have not faced a lot of ones and twos. Exactly. Pitchers. They just haven't seen good pitching. And I think that scares me a lot going into the postseason and having to see good pitching, you know, one or two times. Cause during the regular season, like if we were to face Bieber, Giolito, um, Maida, any of these stud pitchers in the regular season game right now, I would on the pregame show say, expect us to look pretty bad the first time through. Expect us to get carved up the first time through the lineup because we haven't seen Bieber yet. We haven't mm-hmm. seen Maida yet. And now we're going to do that in a postseason game. And, you know, then a fresh bullpen arm. So that scares me a lot with this team. Um, They've made two rookies that they had never seen before and didn't have a full scouting report. Ian Anderson, uh, Keegan Aiken, and there's actually the Hulk, Tanner Hauk. There's like three now. Yeah. Look really good because I think this is a Yankees team that heavily relies well, on scouting reports and all I that. I mean, so, Ian Anderson. I mean, to be to be fair though, Ian Anderson has turned out to be really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I no hit him. And then they and then they gave. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, you can't get no hit. Had yeah. like a one hit as well. Like I'm not, I'm not saying they've made the Yankees have made these pitchers look good. They made them look really, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they made them look better hitters. than they probably were. Yeah. So it's it's really scary to me that they haven't seen any of these good pitchers uh, yet. Ian Anderson also goes back about a, a lineup and a half ago. I I think you know that Yankees Braves lineup that mm-hmm. that wasn't really the Yankees. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and I, I, you know, I bet a lot of teams are saying the same thing. I mean, a lot of lineups don't look good the first time through against good pitching, but it is an unknown. And Katie Sharp, I'll, I'll bring it, you know, to our wide world of sports. This whole conversation feels like a college football playoff conversation. It feels like will <laughs> will, a, will a Big Ten defense hold up against an SEC offense, or or you know, Big Twelve passing game versus the SEC defense. It's and that's what it really feels like. It's like, okay, this Yankees offense hasn't seen really a lot of elite pitching. Will it hold up? But I think a lot of those pitchers haven't seen an offense like the Yankees. So it's it's kind of, you know, what's the push come to shove? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of what I was trying to, to say. Is also, I mean, the Yankees have a, have a, when they're at their best, they probably have the best offense, um, at least in the American League, you know. You know, right up there with the Dodgers um, in terms of the uh, the majors, um, and we, we've seen it. I mean, we know what this offense can do when they're at their best. And like I said, in the Central, I mean, literally the Indians and Reds are on pace to be two of the nine worst teams ever to make the playoffs in terms of offensive production. If you look at OPS plus, they would be two of the worst, the nine worst ever to make the playoffs. <laughs> um, so. That and those are both teams happen to be in the central, and both teams, you know, happen to be, you know, facing facing all the same pitchers there. So, yeah, so it is the chicken and the egg. Um, and I think that this, like I said, I think you know, this postseason is going to be like none other that we've seen before for many reasons. And one of them is that you know these teams just have not played the same you know overlapping schedules. Mm. Katie, you saying best lineup in the AL made both of us feel pretty good, so thank you for that. Um, and it's, it is something we've gotten away from from Yankee fans just because of injuries and thinking about everything. Um, I, I've got a non-stat question for you, Katie, and just uh, an opinion because I value your opinion. How would you do the lineup? Are you a, are you a DJ, DJ Judge Voight, Stanton? Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a, I don't care about the 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 righty lefty thing. Just don't don't give me that, okay? Don't give me the righty lefty thing. Yes. I want my best players, all my best players at the top of the lineup. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you have to go. You start off with DJ, DJ Judge, Voit, Stanton. Um, I I really want Clint to be higher, so I really want Clint okay. up there. I'd like to have, and let's go down to the bottom. I think Geo is actually a good guy at the bottom of the lineup to turn it over um, because you don't want to get stuck there. Um, and then who do we got? We got Hicks left, put him sixth. Um, and who am I forgetting? 
Glaber. Like, I'm putting Gary eighth, but um, Glaber. Oh, oh, Glaber. Glaber seventh. He loves the seventh spot. Look at his splits. Loves the lower part of the lineup. That's why. Yeah, that's my lineup. I love it. There we go. I love it. Put Hicks nine. They, they you could never, do Hicks nine, Geo nine. They never. Yeah. Either one. They They'd love never Hicks. They love Hicks up. Did you see Hicks quote the other day? He said, like, yeah, I'm starting to feel better. I'm like, I didn't know you weren't feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going around, man. Foot stuff, Hicks stuff. He, uh, his, what a, what a, his stat line blows my mind every day. He's, he's another double and a homer away from having like a really nice season. I mean, he, the thing is like half of his hits are extra for extra bases. Yeah. We know that. And we know that he has one of the highest walk rates in the majors. Um, so don't make outs and make your hits count. I think that's a good player. <laughs> But he's not. But he's on. not that good. It's. It's. You still need so much more. He's. He, he's only got. He doesn't even have an 800 OPS. I know. He, I mean, well, it's. That's dragging him down for sure. But big night tonight, um, and he's there. Hit a homer. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, I. I don't want Hicks three hole. They're gonna put him three hole though. I think five. Yeah. I think that's the that's the best we can. Oh, they won't put up three. Him. We've seen that, but they'll do yeah. like five. I think five, which is silly. I mean, they're gonna run into righty pitchers, right? Keiko is the only like if they get the White Sox in game two. Yeah, other, the yeah. Twins. It's all righties. Yep, Twins and White Sox are basically. All, I mean, Twins are all righties. The White Sox are, except for for Keiko, right? Um. Oh, Rich Hill is on the Twins. Yeah, I don't. Rich I don't Hill. see him. I wouldn't see him pitching in a three-game series, though. I don't think they would. You know, I think they'd put Pineda ahead of him. You um, said you had some um, base running stuff, Katie, as well. Defense, yeah. and base running. DJ has been taking the extra base like a crazy person, and every time he successfully grabs the extra base, it actually changes the rest of the inning. So, it's scary. Cause like, he's not fast but, and he's like, every time he takes it, the extra base, he's safe by like, you go to replay and you're like, Whoa, but, okay. I guess he was safe. Wow. So are the Yankees good at base running? Yeah. That I mean, that's that I wanted to get to that because I think that is one of the, that is definitely one of the advantages that they have over both the twins and the white Sox. The Yankees are actually Probably you can call them a top five base running team if you look at every aspect of base running. That's wow. taking the extra base. That's advancing on outs. Um, that's stolen bases, obviously. It's avoiding ground um, double plays. Um, so Fangraphs has, I think we talked about this maybe once or twice before, they have a statistic called base running, um, <laughs> their base running metric. And basically what it does is it aggregates all of those things tries to put it onto a scale of, you know, how many runs you produce or, or lose on the bases. Um, and the Yankees, in that metric, they rank fourth in the, in the uh, entire major leagues. And the Twins and the White Sox are both below average. The Twins are 16th and the White Sox are 22nd in that metric. Um, so this is an all-encompassing base running metric. Um, and basically what the Yankees do, I kind of looked at it, is – they just don't make mistakes, and they take advantage of other teams' mistakes um, and advance on outs. So they actually have the the eighth fewest outs on bases. So outs on a base is like a making an out while a base running play, not stealing or anything like that. It's you know trying to advance on a sack fly or trying to advance on a fly ball, and you okay. get thrown out. Everything that came to my or, mind was like a stolen base. Um, and that one terrible time Taro mm -hmm. advanced, but he was safe because the, they dropped the ball. So, great. Okay. That, that no, and it's like trying to take that extra. It's like getting thrown out at home, you know, things yes. like that. The Yankees are one of the best teams at that. Um, whereas, if look at Minnesota, they actually have the sixth most outs on bases. Uh, so, there's an advantage there. 
And in terms of taking advantage of other teams' mistakes and advancing on outs, this I think is a really underrated part of the Yankees. Um, and that's like wild pitches, pass balls, you know, taking the base then, um, fly balls, taking an extra base on an out like that or on a ground ball. Um, the Yankees have the most in the major leagues, uh, ba- what's called bases taken. Uh, you can find that stat on baseball reference. They have 70, um, they, so they lead the majors. Whereas if you look at Minnesota and the White Sox are actually um, just slightly above average, they have about 50 each. Um, but that's a significant advantage that the Yankees can take care of, that, that, um, that the Yankees can have in matching up against those teams. Um, because it's, it's going to, in the playoffs, we know this, it's the little things that matter, right? It's not making the stupid mistakes. It's um, not making those, you know, toot blands, the, the base running plays um, where you get thrown out, you know, making the third out, uh, the, the out at third base. Um, so I think that, you know, the Yankees, that's, in terms of base running, they definitely have an advantage, and that could be the difference in in a playoff game for sure. I actually love that the biggest positive is that they just don't have a lot of negatives. It's not like they're like running like crazy, taking tons of risks. I do think they've upped a little bit, and they are taking the extra base with a lot of risk lately. It's, but you're right; like we, mm-hmm. they're not a bad base running team. They don't run into a ton of outs. So they're pretty smart that way. And I think that's because they operate with an abundance of caution because they have so many big poppers and it's like, I'll probably hit a home run. So I'll just stay still. Exactly. And you don't need to have, they don't need to be, you know, extra aggressive and take that extra base. They're basically average in terms of the percentage of taking extra bases. And like you said, it has been increasing in the past few weeks because I remember looking at it a couple weeks ago and they were below average. Um, but it's the same as like the Twins and the White Sox are both the same type. You know, they're average in taking the extra base. Um, and it's because they have similar profiles offensively to the Yankees where they know they have that big bopper. Um, they can, you know, bring guys home with one swing. But, um, but in terms of the other, time, other things, not making mistakes and being smart on the base pass and making good base running plays, Yankees definitely have an advantage um, over the other teams. Yeah, and that's it's it's another thing that I think you could put on. I won't say bad fan bingo, but kind of like you know our team makes too many outs on the bases. Like, yeah, every team does. Uh, it's kind of when does it happen, and 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 what does it look like? And again, comparing it to other teams. But you're right, and I think that's why Jim and I are both kind of thinking in an enlightened way. Like, you know, your recent images of Yankees running the bases are DJ taking an extra base or two and and getting in there. Hicks has been running like a, a man possessed, whether it's stealing, stealing bases or just taking extra bases. You know, Guardy's always been good. And the most recent one is Judge, who was scary when he first started <laughs> running. Uh, but his last couple games, he's he's been flying around, scoring on doubles and all of that. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And and Jimmy also said this at the start of it. Uh and like DJ LeMahieu last night, that play where he did sneak into third base uh, and his foot just got in there. Uh, you know, if he didn't go for that base, it would have been first and second. There's a ground bowl to the right side. It just goes by Vlad Guerrero Jr. because the infield was in. And again, if you take that back and Cone was on this on the broadcast, you know, that's a potential double play ball. That's potentially, you know, yep. first to short back to first. So instead it goes down as a two RBI single. So when you say the little things in the playoffs, um, yeah, I mean, those, that changes a game that in, in theory, that play went from two RB two RBI single instead of double play ball. Yep, exactly. And the Yankees are also contrary to proper, um, popular belief are actually one of the best teams at avoiding double plays. Um, they rank fourth in that stat um, that's on fan graphs. Um, so and then that takes into that consideration works. the opportunities that they get, you know, that teams get. Um, and then, you know, whether you actually hit into the double play. So um, the Yankees are, the Yankees are a good base running team all around. What, um, why is that? Not Katie just, is, is, is that a mix of, you know, the Yankees do have a couple guys that get down the line well. Hicks, although he does have a few double plays this year, is it does it tie into being a, a high walk team? Like, Because I, I, I know what we're, uh, I think a lot of people are thinking, you know, 
If Gary hits a ground ball with a runner on base, you pretty much chalk it up to a double play. Stanton, same thing. Voight. Uh, it seems like there are a lot of those guys in the Yankees lineup, but it, it doesn't translate that way. I think it's just in terms of opportunities. Um, I think that, you know, the Yankees, they have, <laughs> the thing is they do have a lot of opportunities to get grounded to these double right. plays, right? Uh, because they're going to be on base more than any, probably more than most teams, you know, more than most teams. Um, and they're going to have multiple players on base more than most teams because, as we mentioned, they're a really good offensive team. Um, so, but if you look at kind of the percentages and, and the weights of the situation, um, they, you know, they, they've maximized their opportunities of not, not grounding into that double play. Um, so I think it's, it's really just important to, to remember the context there because, yeah, you, you kind of look at it and it seems like every time that they're up there, they ground into this double play. But in reality, um, you know, think about how many times, you know, they walk to load the bases, that type of thing when it's a first and second. Right. Um, or, you know, so I think that, you know, the Yankees, like you said, that the high walk rate does help a lot because, once, you know, if they walk, there's a guy in first and then, you know, Aaron Hicks is up, he's going to walk, you know, and then it's first and second. Um, and it's, it's a less of a double play opportunity. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's what, that's kind of, I mean, I don't have a good explanation for it. Um, but like, I think it also goes back to the fact that they are a smart base running team. I mean, these guys, okay. they know how to slide. There's only one Yankee, Jake and BBD that has over 100 at bats and has not grounded into a double play this season. Name that Yankee. 100 at-bats, oh. huh? Yeah, over, over 100 at-bats has not grounded into a double play. There's only one Yankee that has over 49 at-bats and has not grounded into a double play. What's the question again? Geo? No, Gio has grounded into four double plays. 49 plus at bats or 100 plus at bats? Guy falls in both categories. With no double plays? Mm hmm. It's confusing. I don't know. Tyler Wade. Like Mike nope. Ford or something. Tyler Wade is one, grounded into one. Mike. It's going to be somebody like Mike Ford. Mike Ford has grounded into four. Brett Gardner has 125 at-bats with zero grounded into double plays. Adds up. The only other people that have at-bats and haven't grounded in double plays are Kratz, Mercer, Tyro, and Higgy. That's a good one. It's fast. Did you have stuff on defense as well, Katie? I did. I had a little bit on defense. Unfortunately, it's not as positive as um, what, what we've been talking about so far. Um, the Yankees are not really good on defense this year. And one of the things, I mean, that really concerns me is the mistakes. And I don't normally like to look at errors um, because it's it doesn't take into account the entire picture of, you know, it's very subjective, obviously. But when I, I saw this stat and it just really stood out to me, um, and what it does, it, it just makes me think about mistakes. And we mentioned that before with the base running. Base running with the Yankees, they don't make a lot of mistakes. Base running, I mean, the defense with the Yankees, that's been a problem. Um, and that's kind of what I think errors represent are just mistakes. doesn't necessarily mean that the Yankees have bad fielders, although we'll see that the other metrics agree. But I saw this stat on Twitter that in the last 17 games, the Yankees have 19 errors, which is, that's terrible. Um, and just to even put that into more context, the Twins have 18 errors the entire season. Um, so, error, like I said, errors are not the be-all and end-all of defense, but what they do represent, I think, here are mistakes, whether it's mental, physical, whatever, um, and those are things that really need to be eliminated um, in the playoffs and the things that can make a difference in the playoffs. Um, and just overall, the Yankees have the third most errors in the majors um, behind two teams you do not want to be mentioned with, the Pirates and the Red Sox. Mm. Um, so, like I said, the errors, that was a shocking stat for me, very concerning. 
but the other metrics also back it up. Um, so we've looked at defensive runs saved. Um, we've mentioned this before. It's on Fangraphs. You can find it. Um, they are 15th in defensive runs saved, so basically average. But the White Sox and, and Twins are both very good defensive teams. They rank 7th and 8th in defensive runs saved. Um, so just comparing to our competition. And then uh, StatCast also has their, their own defensive metric called outs above average. And that works a little bit differently. We know it kind of calculates the, the probability of a ball being caught based on historical balls there. Um, it's a little bit more sophisticated. The Yankees are 24th in outs above average this season. Uh, the White Sox are 15th and the Twins are third. Um, so bottom line is the Yankees are a much worse defensive team than both the White Sox and the Twins, um, which is something that, you know, like I said, that could come back to bite them in the end because defense is just as important as offense. Mm. That's pretty crazy. Not good. Tighten it up a little bit. Tighten it up, Brennan. You're having a bad day. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like you're saying, Katie, the, the mistakes you can't, you know, in a playoff time, that is just blood in the water. Any any extra at bats or outs in an inning, um, especially, and that almost spins back to those lineups. I mean, the Twins and White Sox can both hit, and if you give extra at bats to any of those guys, any of the guys that hit in the top seven, eight in those lineups, are are dangerous hitters. So that's um. I don't know. You you hope playoff time comes in and they can kick in and none of the none of the mental stuff, but it's it's scary. It's clearly not their strength. And on the other side of it, whichever team we do face, don't hit it to center field because uh, Buxton <laughs> or Robert will catch it. There's yeah, the, there's three Yankees that have played over a hundred innings and have not recorded an error. Oof. Got any guesses? Hundred innings. The catchers count. Hundred innings. innings yeah. Higgy might not. Higgy has an error. Oh, he does. But he yeah. hasn't caught a hundred innings. Okay. Yeah. Well, Gary, um, we know has many errors. Um, does Judge have an error this year? He does not, Jake. That is one. Hundred and fifty okay. innings, zero errors. Jake has a point on the board. BBD, do you have a guess? I'd probably guess Hicks. I feel like I remember a Gardner error, and it's just harder to get errors in the outfield. So Hicks has two errors Rats. in 349. Katie, do you have a remember, guess? Well, I remember one Frazier error, I think. He would have been my guess. He has one. Has one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have an error. Talkman has zero errors. Mm. Gets another point. There's one other person that has played 313 innings, has a 100 fielding percentage. Void? No, Void has two errors. Gio Urshela has not made an error yet. Really? Really. Congratulations. I think he's he, turned 10 double plays. He might have a couple friendly scorer ones. And no? I think he. Yeah, he might have got a I'm couple. Of, There's a couple friendly, friendly scores. scores. Zero friendly scores. Good for you, Gio. Yeah, he's good. Gio, Gio like Talkman. We like him. Love Gio. Yeah, he's fun. All right, so pitching, Yanks are decent. They're not terrible. The, they're not amazing going into the postseason comparatively to postseason pitchers. Uh, base running, Yanks are really good. Mostly they don't run into outs. They're very smart. And uh, defense has oddly been not great. Got to pick it up. Yeah. Yep. No mistakes. Anything else? I yep. think that's great. Thank you. Thank so you I, do, I do actually have a, I do have a stat of the week if we want to. Um, sharpest stat. Yeah. The we want to take a minute here. It's a trivia question. You guys love, I know you guys love, we all love trivia questions here. Okay. Yes. So, um, Fangraphs, you know, has basically, they have a metric I mentioned before for base running, right? So that's also, they do have that for individual players. 
Then they have their offensive and defensive sort of war components, right? Mm -hmm. So those three components on fan graphs. There is one Yankee with, I think, I think it's like 50 or 60, 60 plate appearances that has a positive um, base running offensive uh, war and defensive war. Heggy. He doesn't have enough plate appearances. It's a good guess. It's a good guess. But it does but. include guys like Judge and Stanton and, you know, those types of guys. But, yeah, that's what So, basically positive at every aspect. So, Clint. you're five to a player. Clint's a really good guess. Is it Clint? It is Clint Frazier. Clint's been great. Your Yankee MVP. No, no. Your Yankee, <laughs> your Yankee five to a player. And if you had told me that would be true at the beginning of the season, I probably would have thought that you were on some sort of drugs or something. Um, because no one would have ever imagined that um, coming from Clint. So I think that that's kind of just a, it kind of just sums up basically his entire season. And that this guy has become what we thought he was when he was a prospect, a terrific all-around player, a great athlete and a terrific all-around baseball player. Good for him. Good for Cashman for accidentally holding on to him. Um, <laughs> and yeah, man, the, the press conference stuff has been great too. And yeah, I mean, pretty cool that we can, like Clint is now a part of the future of the Yankees, which, you know, I think uh, a lot of people could have lost bets on, including probably all four of us here today. So we got a little playoff roster drop. I know we just a playoff lineup. I know we just talked lineups. Ooh, yeah. They have Hicks sixth. Oh, they did move him down there. Okay. That's what I is now. I said six. Or, yeah. I said you seven, said, didn't you I? Said six. They have Geo oh, seven. Six, yeah. They have Geo seven, Gary eight, and Clint nine though. Well, I don't. No, dude. Get me Clint. I want Clint five hole. I mean. Wow. Get me Clint up as far as possible. Yeah. So. DJ Judge, oh, Stanton, well. Voight is one, two, three, four. I think that's what we're going to have. God, split up Judge and Stanton. I don't know. I mean, if you split them up, you're going to split them up with Voight, and then it's the same shit. Yeah. yeah. It's a little different. If Stan's hitting, if they're, everyone's hitting, it's fine. Go win. Yeah. Go win. All right. Thank you, you guys. Line up, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, Katie, very much for dropping some knowledge on the Please. listeners. You got Hope it. You have a fantastic day. We'll see you tomorrow for the series recap against the Blue Jays. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.